Okay, okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to CNC Chat Chat. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed, and I'm sitting here with my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host. Claudia Di Martino. <laughs> I'm going to do it in Italian. Claudia I Di like Martino. Yes. Um, um, I have fun with that. I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we come to you each week uh, where we talk about life issues from a biblical perspective. There are no masks. There's no pretense. There is absolutely no script. And we are just us keeping it real. And we are coming off of two episodes uh, where I have interviewed Cordelia on her life and how she came to know the Lord and what the Lord has called her to do. And now it's going to toss it to her because it's now her turn to interview me. And you get the opportunity to make sure you stay friends with her now, okay? <laughs> because I know I shook you up. Now, I don't know. She, she might be shaking everybody up now. But, you know, one of the things that you see people like Claudia and you're thinking, what in the world? Why, why does she even have this walk with the Lord? Why is she on Cross TV? What in the world does her and this tall black girl have in common? <laughs> like, why are they even friends? But I would love for you to share with us, Claudia. How was your upbringing and, and what, why did you even become saved? Like, why would you even choose to be saved in this crazy world? Well, how much time do we have? I know, right? <laughs> um, you know, past episodes, I've been very open about mm-hmm. a lot of things. But to put it all in one place now, and probably give it a new context. Um, I grew up in an Italian-American family in Brooklyn, New York. And I always say, think of every stereotype you can. Yes. Okay. A lot of discipline, a lot of food, Mm. a lot of yelling, a lot of everybody had a very strong opinion, and faith was very important. We grew up, I grew up Catholic, you know, and I was sent to parochial school, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of love in my family, but dysfunctional, major dysfunction. We were 10 people living under one roof. Okay. There were three separate families, my, fa- my mother, my father, my sister, myself, my aunt, my uncle, their two sons, my grandmother, and my step-grandfather. We all had three little separate apartments, tiny little apartments. Mm. And so we were in each other's business. There was no privacy. Everybody knew everything. And it was... To put in Cardelia's words, a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you just described the average family here in California. <laughs> it, it was like, as I said, there was a lot of love. Okay. There really yeah. was. But I was a very sensitive child. Okay. And I couldn't stand the yelling. I couldn't yeah. stand the fighting. Yeah. Um, and I always put it that we hated each other or mm. I, I, I didn't want to say anything because yeah. I, I, I didn't want to get pushed down. Absolutely. But what really had an impact on me was going to parochial school. Uh, the, the nuns were disciplinarians. I mean, whatever you see on television, I'm going to tell you it's true. Wow. Did they was, walk around with a stick? Oh, yeah. I got hit all the goodness. time. I wow. got hit all the time. I bet it hurt. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll never forget, just to kind of put it in context, mm. I'll never forget this. I was in the seventh grade, yeah. and there was this boy sitting behind me, and he stuck me in my rear end with the point of a compass. <laughs> that's so bad. Okay. That's not okay. It hurts. Yeah, that sounds like that So hurts. I shot up, right. and I was a real tomboy back then. <laughs> as quiet as I was, I was like, I was going to hit. I was going to Right. So I got up, I went behind my, my chair, and I belted him. Oh, wow. My goodness. Okay. I, I admit it, I did. Yeah. So at that point, we had a priest who was on sabbatical from the seminary. And he said, you, come here. 
Wow. Didn't ask me. Anything. Anything. Yep. What yep. happened? Yep. Why? I mean, I'm a quiet kid. Why exactly. would I get up and belt somebody? Right. Well, he took a geography book and he racked me across the face with it. Jeez. And I went flying into, oh my into a desk. And I went to the floor, hit off of the floor. Right. I went flying into the desk. Oh my goodness. I was in shock. But I learned at that point. Oh, that's so terrible. Never to tell my parents I was punished in school because then I would get punished again. Exactly. Because you see, it was they were right and I was wrong. So wow. um, that's you know just an example, one example of yeah. many. But I can imagine what that can do to a little oh. kid that did not yeah. get a chance to even express. There, there were several things that were going on um, when I was in the fourth grade. I had a teacher that if we got an answer wrong, we got put in the dumb row. Mm. so I learned very quickly not to speak up because if I got an answer wrong, I didn't want to be d- dumb. I didn't want to see you. Dumb. So I mm. withdrew. Yeah. I got very quiet. Um, I never talked. My sister doesn't even remember me young. Jeez. I used to hide in closets. I used to hide under beds. If we had company come over, I hid. I didn't want to be around anybody. I hope that people are paying attention to kids around if you have this kind of confusion in your household right now. Yeah. Because this is kind of effective it has on the kids. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, I, I was like a, a non-person. I, and I, I lived in fear. But I also lived in the fear of authority. Because when I grew up, it was, you know, children should be seen and not heard. You never question authority. You do what they tell you to do. So that had such an impact on me. Mm-hmm. That if someone was an authority, whether it be a parent a teacher, a boss, pastors. Right. Later oh, yeah. on, absolutely. They were right. I was wrong. Right. Mm. And I stuffed everything. Even if I had an opinion, didn't say it. Wow. So because of wow. that, I, even though I had an opinion and wanted to speak, right. I wasn't, I didn't, I felt rejected. Yeah. Yep. I was just going to say that rejection was getting on you big oh, time. That's big a good place time. for the spirit. That's a nice place for the spirit of rejection to rest. Oh, yeah. yeah. So with a spirit of rejection comes a lot of fear of punishment. Mm. Comes a lot of fear of man. Mm. I was a people pleaser. It was like I didn't want to be punished. You know, we really underestimate how bad that That's a nasty spirit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... What I have learned in my life mm-hmm. is that a spirit of rejection, a person can go two ways. Okay. I was both, actually. Wow. Wow. A spirit of rejection, it's like, um, well, you're right. I'm not going to argue with you. I'll just be mousy and succumb to whatever you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'll please you. I'll do mm-hmm. whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or I'm right. You're wrong. My opinion matters. And right. there is no room to build healthy relationships. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, yep. And that's another thing. A lot of people that you see there, they don't have healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Spirit of rejection. Wow. And I grew up, wow. um, in a place of, we were fighting for the American dream. Yeah. Um, I'm a first generation wow. American. Wow. My dad was born in Italy. I mean, he came over as a small baby. I believe it. But, you know, we were an immigrant family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, the work ethic was paramount. You didn't shirk responsibility and that, 
anyone who knows me, it's like, be responsible, be responsible, be responsible. You own up to your mistakes. You do, 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 do. But you will toe the line. Wow. There was no room for error. Wow, which goes to the type A personality. There Hello. you go. Yep, yes. that's was wow. me. That is me. That, that fit was... that big time. Ah, uh, yes. And so I mm. put so much pressure on me. I put on me. I allowed others to put on me to be perfect. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Right. Okay. Right. So I was messed up. Let's just put it real. Once keep it again, real. describing the typical American family. Now, what I always wanted to do, mm. I always wanted to be an actress. Mm. Since I was four years old, my family called me the little actress. And this is a good, great breeding ground for that yeah. because the Lord was doing a work yeah. in you. I mean, I could make, pretend to be characters. Mm-hmm. I could act out anything. I would write wow. stories and wow. act them out. That was in me. Wow. So wow. I wanted to major in the fine arts in college. And my parents said, absolutely not. It's irresponsible. How are you going to put food on your table? I buried my dreams. Okay, it was irresponsible, so now I'm irresponsible. Yeah, killed your dreams. But yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very, That's I'm going to segue here for the moment. Right. Because I dealt with the spirit of rejection, mm-hmm. I really believe the Lord protected me. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. Hollywood, the whole entertainment industry, is fraught with rejection. Well, and then I just had an epiphany. When we look at people who are the best actors out there like you, and you think they're so good at what they do, you forget that that actor or actress had a breeding ground uh-huh. of brokenness uh-huh. because you have no idea what they're like when they're not acting yeah. because that's their lives, yeah. but you don't know that. So I just thought about that. You know, you just never know. So if think about me as a, such a broken person, so feeling of rejected, so fearful, so afraid of making a mistake. If I went into the entertainment industry in that broken place, I would be a statistic. I really believe I would have been a statistic. Yeah, absolutely. So what did I do? That's bad. Yeah. I went to work as a secretary because I didn't want to, I didn't go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Then I decided to go back to college. I majored in business because that made sense. That mm-hmm. was responsible. Mm-hmm. Working around the clock. Then in order to get ahead in corporate America, I needed to get my MBA. Typical American dream. Mm-hmm. So I was working 65, 70 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I was going to school at night, three nights a week. I'm always fascinated with women. Let's just put it out there. You're someone like I've never met. I'm always fascinated with where it came from. And you just answered the question. How is it that you can work yourself so much that you deny any needs or wants mm-hmm. that you have? Yeah. You oh, suppressed no. it. I suppressed it. Because you learned to do that as a yeah. child. Yeah, I suppressed it. My needs didn't matter. Wow. My God. I my didn't God. matter. Right. I had such a poor self image of myself, which was compounded in the generation I grew up in. It's still today. I was like, it's, it's typical. Yeah. Absolutely. I had a, a poor self image of my physical being mm-hmm. because I was not skinny, stick thin like Twiggy. I right. was curvaceous at the age right. of 10. Right. So already yeah. I'm feeling yeah. like I don't fit in. Yeah. I'm ugly and all typical. this kind of stuff. Absolutely. And media feeds it. And right. and where did I go to work when I finally – I went to work in the beauty industry. I love it. You just couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That was something that I believe deep inside you were craving and longing but didn't know how to embrace it. So um, that kind of makes sense. And so going through corporate, going at the education, doing what I was supposed to do, yeah. you know – 
Um, even if I had an opinion, I stuffed it, even in work, you know, just because others knew more than me. But I always knew things. I always saw things okay. that others didn't. Yeah, wow. And even in business, yeah. before I knew Christ, yeah. it was like, that's not making any sense. Mm-mm. And I'd question, and mm-hmm. then I would get ramrodded, right. how dare you question yeah. us. Cor- okay? Corporate America, and right. I yeah. got laid off yeah. more than once. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. and I made mistakes, right? Because because of the way I didn't know how to handle relationships, I didn't know how to handle bosses. I didn't know how to play the game in corporate. Yeah, I think that's one thing we do have in common: layoffs yeah. and didn't know how to handle. And I, I tend to be, and I think it's the prophetic gifting. I mean, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. I tend to be very black and white. Mm-hmm. There's no gray area. Mm. You know, either right or you're wrong. Okay. Thankfully, I've mellowed. I have wow. mellowed over time. But compounding all of this, and because I had such fear of authority, self-image issues, rejection, I never dated anybody. Yeah, and I think this is where the buck stops for a lot of people. This is what fascinates me about you. I mean, I'm, I'm very, I, I know it's possible because she's sitting right here talking about it. But if you heard this, it would be very hard for anyone to believe that mm-hmm. because they will think, how is it possible? Mm-hmm. Well, when you're carrying that kind of spirit mm-hmm. and you've been oppressed mm-hmm. and you're suppressed, it's very possible. Now, um, I follow the straight and narrow. Yeah. Follow the rules. Yeah. Follow the rules. Don't veer from the, the rules are there for a reason. Yeah. That can be strangling too. Wow. Okay. But also, I grew up in the generation of the feminist movement, okay. the sexual revolution yeah, right. and all that, and I rejected all of it because it wasn't right. Something was wrong with Something it. Something was right. wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And I was so withdrawn, and it was like, no, 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 no. Wow. It's not right. Wow. Okay? And I had very warped well, let me ask you a question. When, when someone, when a friend came to you somewhere in the years and they said, oh, I think I met this guy, blah, blah, blah. What kind of response would you give to them or would you even relate to it? I wouldn't relate to it. Okay. That's huge because you know what? That's one thing I know about the spirit of rejection. People, they, they, there's things they cannot relate and they will not relate and they'll be so stuck and stubborn and, and it's okay. And, but it's not normal. And I'm so glad you're sharing that because that's, if you know someone like this, it's huge. Now, I did not know how to have relationships. Exactly. I just, I, yeah. I, if, if, even if yeah. I did meet somebody, got married, I probably would have wound up divorced because I had yeah. such a warped sense right. of any kind of relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially between men and women. Right. Um, yeah. So, and then I had encounters that were devastating to me. And like, for example, when, yeah, I, was, please tell us an example. when I was working, um, as a secretary first, I got my, I was already had my, I was working mm-hmm. on my master's degree at night. Yeah. There was a, a, a senior vice president at the office and I would fill in for his assistant every once oh, in a while. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And he right. gave me a Christmas present, which was a gold initial pendant. Yeah. And he asked to see it. So I went over mm-hmm. and he wound up pulling my blouse open. And That's I immediately, so you know, threw yeah. my arms around my, my chest. Of course. And he gave me the most evil. Like how could glare. you? Glare. Yeah. You know, like it was like the sinister thing. Yeah. So I had this fear wow, of men. That's I, had terrible. Just, I just, everything was one thing on top of the other, which made me a wreck. And you know, one of the things I've learned about any type of sexual abuse is for control. Mm-hmm. 
Like I yeah, control. I know that's that, that evil look. And you know, I've, I've I've just learned it myself. So you know, yeah. so it may seem tame to some Absolutely, people, but for but, me, it was yeah. like devastating. Right. But the weird thing was what I did do when I finished my MBA. I was always a creative person. I was always into sports and loved dancing and mm -hmm. music. I had thought I had all this free time, and I started taking Latin and ballroom dance lessons. Oh wow! And it was such a release for me, a creative release. Yeah, that's release. good. And I would go to dances, and I would dance, and I got so carried away. I competed for twelve years. Yeah, and I that's won medals. And go, I won medals and stuff. That's but amazing. I was in a man's arms, but yeah. it was safe. Yeah. Because I wasn't dating anybody. It was the, the frame and there was no, you know, absolutely, anything going absolutely. on. I felt safe. Wow. Well, and that's, and you know what, that's what makes people like you so creative and easy to express themselves when it comes to acting and performing arts mm -hmm. because of you were suppressing something yeah. else. So much and it so. to come out. But then wow. what's fascinating is I, when I, a little story, when I was a little mm. girl, uh, the Holy Spirit was getting a hold of me at an early age. Oh, I was about six years old, and I okay. was sitting in church. And yeah, you uh, answer, you're answering the next question. Yeah. Go ahead. And there was, you know, the little Italian ladies with the, everything mm -hmm. was in black, the black mm -hmm. rosary, the black scarf. The oh, black, yeah. The, praying to the statues and all this yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> and I'm not putting down Catholicism. I understand. I'm people of faith. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I remember as a little kid looking at this little old lady with the rosary beads praying to the statue, and I thought... Why is she praying to a statue? Right. right. Even then, That's I was the getting thing. pricked. Absolutely. Yeah. But the critical thing is, I knew about Jesus. Okay. I didn't know Jesus. Sure. Yep. yep. Until the day when I finished my MBA, I went on the trip of a lifetime. Mm hmm. And I went to Greece, and then I took a Mediterranean cruise, and then one of the stops was Bethlehem in Jerusalem. Okay. And I was weeping in the, the Church of the Nativity. I was standing when Jesus wow. was born. Wow. And then we went to Jerusalem and I walked the Via della Rosa, which is the way of the cross. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think I just told this in the last episode we did. The way of the cross. And I was weeping because as a oh, Catholic, that was, those that was so important yes. to me. It was the signs yes. of the cross. Absolutely. And I was living the steps that Absolutely. Jesus took. Then I went to the Garden of Gethsemane and right. I was just weeping. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like everybody disappeared. It was just me. And that, that's not a coincidence. No. No. Yeah. In Hebrew, there's no word for coincidence. Exactly. Okay. Oh, wow. That's so good. And I'm not one given to visions. I'm not mm -hmm. one to hearing things. I always knew things. Mm -hmm. but, and all of a sudden, I get a vision of Jesus in agony wow. in the Garden of Gethsemane. Wow. And I'm like... And how I, old were you then? Um, I had just finished my MBA. Okay. So I was in my late 20s. Okay. Okay. I see Jesus in agony. I'm like thinking, what? I can't be seeing what I think I'm seeing. Right. And then all of a sudden, I hear the audible voice of God. Mm -hmm. And he says, Claudia, it's simpler than you've been taught. Wow. And I'm looking around because there's like nobody around. Yes. And then he says it again. I'm shaking. I'm Absolutely. crying. I'm I don't sure. know what's going on. Right. But yet I felt this overwhelming presence and love of God. And to me, that is the kicker for those of us who walk with the Lord. That Once you have that kind of encounter... Once you have that kind of experience, it changes everything. So this, here's a turning point that I'm seeing right now. Yeah, but yeah. the weird part is I always thought God was angry with me. Yeah, because someone, so the religion to, does tell it, you that. To, to feel Absolutely. this was like I didn't yeah. know what to do with it. Yeah. So instead of embracing what I was experiencing and what I actually saw, right. I got angry. 
Okay. Because I felt like I'd been lied to my whole yes. life. Yeah, you have been. Right. And then I went back. The tri- trip was finished. I went back to life. Um, and then I went. I didn't go to church. Mm. And I was I was at the church confession church that kind of Catholic. Have you been going to church before? Oh, yeah, every happened? week. Wow! So you were very devoted to Catholicism. So, and I used to make up sins just to go to confession because I needed to go to confession. <laughs> Because I was supposed to go oh, to confess. Confess. That's you know, interesting. I'm confessing that I'm making up confessions. Um, so, so I stopped going to church. Wow. For because years. it was just a, wasn't it was much too much. Believe. It was yeah. too much. And I was, I had to get past this anger. Right. Absolutely. And, but God. Yes. Yes. God is relentless. Wow. He does not let go of mm-hmm. people. He really absolutely. doesn't. He, he did not let go of me. It is not his will that any should perish. Right. The patience that the Jesus has for us is that this is a perfect example of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that experience is as real to me today. Very real. As it was that many years ago. I'm mm. in the Lord now 32 years. That is uh, an amazing time because... It's like it happened yesterday. Only the Holy Ghost can give you a feeling that real, that tangible, because he's more tangible than us. Yeah. A lot of people that don't walk with him have no idea. But I'm thinking about your past experience with the spirit of rejection, mm-hmm. this just abnormal life period. I mean, this, this is not normal, okay? Mm-hmm. And then the turning point when the Lord spoke to you. Yeah. What, and I know we're going to start from this with the next show, but what did it feel? Feel what it, life. I'm sure you started feeling things you've never felt before. You started not immediately. Not immediately. I, like, I, I, what was I, that I like? was so angry. Okay. I just went about life because things were pouring out. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I no. I was like, I was angry. I needed to get ahead in my career. That's what I focused on. Okay. But yet, the broken person was still real. Yeah. Of course. Well, it, it, it came out and probably the, sometimes when we don't know how to feel, we result, we default on anger mm-hmm. because we don't know what to do yeah. with what's going on. Yeah. You so, know, you know, and, and many of you out there, maybe you've gone through similar things. Absolutely. So I think we're going to pick this up. Yeah, we're going to we're going to we're getting ready to close this up. And if you know someone who has experienced anything like what Claudia is talking about, this is the kind of experience you want them to have the power of the Holy Ghost. These are the kind of people maybe you we're praying for. So we're praying for your salvation. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that God has raised Jesus from the dead then you are saved right now. And we pray and believe that your life is changing. So we pray and believe you also are going to stay with us for the next show. So thank you, thank you, thank you for staying with us. And we're going to pick up from where Claudia left off. And it's going to be a great turning point because we're going to talk about um, how the Holy Spirit has impacted your life going forward. Anything, any last thoughts you want to share? Oh, uh, I think this is... I think we'll, we'll leave it here for the moment. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see you next time. And thank you so much.